Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. God will. I am, I am so excited. We actually are beginning a new series today, a new series today, and it's titled Understanding His Value, Understanding His Value value. That is the title of our new series. And it's, it's going to dive us into a place that I believe we're going to unearth some things that's going to help us along the way, help us along the way in this journey. I think there's some things that God is about to shake up and do in the lives of his people. So I want you to open your Bible with me to the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews chapter one. We're going to begin at chapter one, beginning at verse number one, Hebrews chapter one, and beginning at verse number one. And here the word of God reads, it says, God, who in sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. We're speaking today from the subject, he's still talking to you. He's still talking to you. In fact, what we're doing as we dive into Hebrews, we're going to be spending some time in Hebrews, mining through the truths. And I believe that we're going to see some things on earth for us that we'll truly see. And as we begin looking at the book of Hebrews, the first thing we have to truly look at is its authorship. Its authorship. You see, there are theologians who believe that the author could have been Clemens of Rome. Clemens was his Latin name. is also known as Clement of Rome. Clement of Rome. Or the Apostle Luke. Some believe that it could be Luke, could have been Luke. Many also attribute the writing to Barnabas, looking at how he spoke and his actions in the book of Acts. They may attribute the writing to Barnabas. However, it is widely thought that Paul is the author of Hebrews. In fact, I believe that Paul truly is the author. And during our study, I may refer to him as such during this teaching that we, uh, we're doing. We may call him the writer Paul or say Paul said this because I do believe that. Now, part of the reason why uh, some have questioned this is because of the fact that many parts of the book of Hebrews, especially how it begins, waxes rather poetic rather poetic, which seems to uh, be against Paul's typical style of writing. Usually it's not very poetic. He's, he's, more, uh, um, he, he's more emotional, compassionate, and more, t more, more lays into the truth of doctrine as he writes. However, I believe Paul is still the one who wrote this. In fact, some also think that Paul left the author unknown because he was writing to the Hebrew believers of the church. 
and he wanted to avoid offending them and left the author unnamed because many took offense to some of the things that Paul had said and had spoken. But this book speaks so vividly of Christ and it holds truly relevant or holds truly relevant rather to Christians of today. I truly believe that. Let's look back at verse number one. Here again, it says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, to the fathers by the prophets. It's something that's really interesting that the writer here does at the onset. It's important to note here that he doesn't spend time trying to prove the existence of God. Doesn't spend time trying to say what, what, what God is and, and who he is and how he is. He doesn't do that. He simply says that God who spoke to us, God who spoke. In fact, it assumes that God is real and exists. It assumes that God is, is real and exists. The writer also assumes that God speaks to his people. It assumes that he speaks to his people. Lastly, the third assumption that, that this writer makes it assumes that the revelation of God is the inspired word of God, the inspired word of God. Notice he said that he spoke to his fathers, to the fathers by the prophets, by the prophets, the forefathers. He spoke to them by the prophets. Notice that the text says that God spoke at sundry times and divers manners sundry times and divers manners some may say well what is that saying pastor what what is he talking about you see this means that god spoke forth truth in portions through various people in various ways you know sometimes it's hard to take all of the information in at one time remember when moses when he revealed himself to Moses, remember he took Moses, the Bible said, and hid him in the cleft of a rock, putting his hand before him, showing what? His hinder parts, his hinder parts, letting his glory go before him. Why did he not do that? Why did he just do that? Because if he would have shown him his entire glory, it would have consumed him and he would not have been able to stand it. The truth of God could not be taught in one teaching. It cannot be taught in one lesson. It cannot be consumed even in one generation. But it's something that proceeds that we learn as it progresses through our lives and through time. And here he let us know that it's, it's through sundry times, it's portions that have been given in various ways by various people, by various people. You see, this is why we see God speaking to some of the patriarchs and matriarchs through dreams. Notice how he spoke through dreams. He used Joseph as a dream interpreter, being able to interpret dreams. Remember, he spoke to, to, to uh, Jacob in a dream, in a dream, seeing every, uh, angels ascending and descending uh, uh, on the ladder. Remember, he spoke to him in dreams. But then also, not just in dreams, also even the law itself, he took the books of the law and the books of the law spoke to his prophets and spoke to his servants where they would understand his truth. Also poetry, he spoke to them through poetry. We understand that, that David, David who was a king, David was a king and a warrior, he also was a great poet. He, he let us know that, 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 that he was a shepherd. 
you know, and, 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 and he's, he, I'm a shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, leadeth me beside the still waters, restoreth my soul. Remember when he said that in the, the 23rd Psalm, David was able to speak poetically, and he speaks to us through poetry. Not just that, even through history, through the history, through the annals of the word of God, he's spoken to us. Even through the lineage of Christ, he's spoken to us, helping us to see his fabric tied all the way through. Even when we see how he took, how he he, he took uh, the, the, the mother that, that was of uh, one of the patriarchs and, and, and of, of Obed and actually wound up being the one who gave who was the father of Jesse. But yet it was his mother that who was able to say, listen, I, I got to go and, and glean in the field, glean in the field and see what it was. And it was Boaz that came unto her and, and dropped some things for her. See, it, it, through the lineage, the history, we learn so much about God and so much about our Lord Jesus Christ. Through history and then also in many other manners many other manners you know Jesus himself he understood when he was speaking to someone this is why he being the, the God incarnate understood that he had to take a parable a parable speaking to people right where they were if they were farmers he spoke to them about farming if they were from a legal background he was able to speak to them remember the story about the about the good Samaritan remember we talked about that some time ago where he was able to tell the, the, the legal minded person about the, the, the good Samaritan so therefore he could understand don't worry about the fact that he's from Samaria he's still your neighbor wherever you are you treat everyone as your neighbor see he's able to teach that way God speaks to us and teaches us in various ways in various ways in sundry times in diverse manners diverse manners able to speak and teach unto us speak and teach unto us and he's able and, and also know this God knows that we see and hear things from various perspectives we all you I we all see and hear things from various perspectives various perspectives and therefore he speaks to us in a manner that we can hear him do you hear me he speaks to us in a manner that we can hear him he knows where you are. He knows where you are. This is what frustrates me with some who teach and they preach and they say, listen, God doesn't speak to his people anymore. That was for a previous time. I, I don't know where you got that, but from Genesis to Revelation, he's always speaking to his people, always speaking to his people. I don't think the canon is the only way that he speaks. I believe that he speaks to us today. He speaks to us through, through things that we see. He speaks to us through nature. He speaks to us through our in interactions with other people. He speaks to us all the time. And guess what? He can still speak to us in our ear so we can hear his voice. The word says his, his sheep know his voice and a stranger they will not follow. He still speaks to us today, speaks to us today in a manner that we can hear him. Do you know that God still speaks to you? Do you know that God still speaks to you? I need somebody to type in chat right now. He speaks to me. He speaks to me. Listen, we were singing about prayer. Don't you know when you fall down on your knees and you pray unto God that God will hear you and he will answer. He will hear you and he will answer. The answer may not be an audible voice, but the answer may be in a way that you can, you can understand. 
whether it's in something that you watch or listen to, whether it's in someone who comes up and speaks the very word that you needed at that, at that time and that season, don't you realize that that was a vessel of God simply doing the very will of God? It's, it's, it's God speaking. It's God speaking. Listen, type it. He speaks to me. He speaks to me. For those of us, as we listen for his voice, as we listen for his, for his sound, he speaks to us. He speaks to us. Here, Paul, he, he let us know that in times and seasons that have passed by, God spoke to the forefathers. Again, the forefathers. He spoke to them by his prophets, by his prophets. But then something changed. Look with me at verse two. Look at verse number two again. Here it says, hath in, in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. He made the worlds. Listen, the father spoke to us by his son. The father spoke to us by his son. I want you to notice this. It's important because watch this. Christ is superior to the prophets. He's superior to the prophets. That's why many who call him, they say that he's a prophet. He was a prophet, but he was not only a prophet. He was not only a prophet. He was a son of God. He was God incarnate. He wasn't just a prophet, he's superior to the prophet. Listen, as anointed and chosen as the prophets may have been, Jesus Christ is greater and has much more value. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.